Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Three Points Podcast. We are going to get our first college basketball episode underway. We've been covering plenty of Premier League soccer so far, but really excited to get a chance to talk some Iowa basketball here um, on this episode. Joined by Charlie Rose, my co-host. Uh, Brady Ellenson is not able to make it tonight um, due to playing in a pickup basketball game, but um, we're excited to get a chance to talk some some Iowa hoops so far. Charlie Rose, how are we doing? Good, man. I'm um, excited. This is our first basketball related and we talked football back but this is a, this is the first basketball related pod um pretty pumped obviously you know we're we're hawkeye basketball boys through and through so uh mm-hmm. excited to dig deep into that and i know the season's kind of just started but yeah really pumped i love college basketball so much dude i'll watch any yeah. game any day so this is yeah. fun this is that's i mean obviously a sport program near and dear to our hearts really how charlie and i met like we both started as walk-ons at iowa and really how our, our friendship began. So um, finished up in 20, 2018, 2019, and then obviously still um, following the program very closely. So uh, what we're going to be doing here this episode, um, we're going to be discussing kind of Iowa basketball, Iowa hoops basketball so far um, throughout the season, kind of what our expectations are, and then discuss the last couple of games and then a look ahead to the Cyhawk game coming up here on Thursday. So um, to start, I think, you know, just looking so far, five and three right now, um, kind of going in chronological order a little bit um starting with the game against Creighton I thought that was probably I I know we lost that game but I still felt good about it like as a whole like I felt like that was a game where you know we competed really well like we were running and gunning um which you know as we both know coach McCaffrey loves to run like that's what all the teams do no matter who what the personnel is we're going to be running so um was even though we did lose that game like I felt we hung, we hung in there and obviously no moral victories but Compete at a really high level, so um, I was excited about that. I know Charlie had a chance to catch that game too. Yeah, um, I wasn't feeling super great going into that just because it was a first road test, a true road game at top ten Creighton. They were went deep in the tournament last year, bringing that seven footer back. Like they have, they have some studs on that team. So I wasn't super optimistic going into that game, but I think I came away feeling the same as you, where I was like, "Damn, we played really well." Like obviously we still lost, but scored a lot of points. Offense looked really good. I mean it's been a tale as old as time since we were there. And even after we left, like every Fran McCaffrey team is just going to, they're going to put the ball through the hoop a lot. Mm-hmm. They're going to score they're a lot. Um, so it doesn't matter who's in, who like who they bring in every year, they just score, which is fun. It's fun as a fan. But yeah, I felt, I felt pretty solid coming out of that game where I was like, all right, we, we lost, but that's a top 10 team in the country. It's a good road test early. Um, and the offense looked good. So I thought that was, that was a pretty good game, even yeah, though it was a loss. <laughs> The offense looked great. Ben Cricky was phenomenal. I mean, mid-range so days, good. left and right, smooth with the left. So uh, that was my biggest takeaway from that. Like I, like, I knew obviously whenever coach brings in a big, like they always kind of like produce and put up numbers. But um, you know, obviously with whether it's obviously Luca, like TC, like Rabacha here lately, like they we always find a way to like you know feed our post players and make sure put, put them in positions to be successful. But really impressed kind of with him off the backside and had a chance to watch him a whole lot. So. Um, thought that was impressive, you know, for sure. And I think like, I think he, right now he's averaging 18 points a game right now, which is, you know, pretty impressive. Just, I mean, I know he was leading scorer in the uh, Missouri Valley, but coming in and really like make his impact was, has been pretty impressive. I know you've had a chance to watch him quite a bit too, C. Rose. Yeah. I mean, somewhat of an, I would say undersized center, at least in the big 10 of some of the teams, but like you said, great mid range, um, super confident, which is great. And, and I don't know, in Fran's offense, it's like we the bigs have a chance to shoot. They have a chance to roll. Like they, they can do whatever they want, and it, this kind of fits his game pretty well, it looks like, where he gets the freedom to pick and pop or pick and roll, kind of stuff like that. So I'm really impressed with him. Obviously, like there was no 
didn't take him long to jump from, I think it was Valpo to here. So like mm-hmm. already playing at some big, big talent and producing really well. So uh, yeah. And I, I love that lefty J man. That's smooth. Lefty J is smooth. Yeah. I mean, and also just in general, I think like we're, we're looking at roster construction too. A lot of young guys right now. Um, two guys out of my backyard, Owen Freeman and Brock Harding um, out of the quad cities. So two guys I'm um, familiar with and I've been watching for quite a while. So Really excited for both of them. But, I mean, you look at Price Stanford as well, um, coming in, Laji Dembele, like a lot of newcomers who are coming in and really contributing right away in meaningful ways. Um, and honestly, like, we need them to. Like, we need these guys to be able to step in and play really well. And um, I think the biggest revelation so far, I think, for most Iowa fans has been Owen Freeman. I mean, he's averaging almost 10 a game, playing really solid, and seems to be a – I think he's won four, four Big Ten Freshman of the Weeks which is the most wow. since Aaron White. So like, um, I mean, he's been, he's been phenomenal. Um, and I've, I've, I've watched Brock Harding quite a bit growing up. I've played with him, um, you know, as I was training professionally, as he was playing out of Moline. So um, someone I'm having, I have a lot of stock of, I'm, you know, rooting for and someone that I think is going to be really successful at Iowa. But on the whole, just as a general, I think this is one of the more interesting years from a roster perspective. Absolutely. And I know like as the season goes on, the bench will kind of tighten up, but it's pretty cool seeing nine, 10 guys play every game and getting, like you said, in meaningful games and getting meaningful minutes. Um, and they are young. I wouldn't call it a full rebuilding year. They have some age there, like with McCaffrey and Cricky and all these guys, but these young guys are getting minutes in, in big games, which is pretty cool. Um, I, uh, I'm really impressed with Owen Freeman. Um, usually, like, especially as a big, like your freshman year and you're not redshirting, like, Maybe like this, this, the strength and physicality might catch up to you, but it, that has not stopped him so far. He's been playing really good defense and scoring a lot. Ten points a game as a big coming off the bench is really impressive. Um, and then like I know that's your boy, but um, Brock Harding. I mean, Mister Mister Basketball in Illinois. Like that's that's crazy. Like I just looked at him and I was like, when we were when we were in there, it was Jabari Parker and like Julio Okafor and all this stuff, and I'm like. This guy, when you're, he must be a you're, frick. You're a resident um, Chicagoan. So, I mean, you, I know. You know I, I was Mr. like, Basketball's this guy, he has to be a hooper, dude. If he's good, and I'm, I'm pumped to watch him. I hope he does really well um, at Iowa. And I'm sure he will, he'll get the opportunity too. But yeah. Yeah. Just, and just super deep. Too, it'll be just touching on that too. Sorry. Just one more note about Brock. Um, I think his vision is what's going to really separate him. Like he's a great passer. Like I can tell, like, obviously like he's already making some of those like initial passes that coach, like from a post-century perspective, like seeing guys, like he sees the floor, sees the game really well. And I think as he continues to get more experience, that's really going to just like accelerate and he's going to really start to excel. So sorry, I got you off there, but go ahead. No, no worries. I'm, I'm pumped. Um, I like that, that he's playing a lot of guys so far. It's only going to help later in the season. So, uh, yeah, interesting roster. And like, and like we've we probably covered, um, but we've been blessed the last couple of years with the Murray brothers, Luca Garza being national player of the year. Like they this this is the first year in three years where they don't have that. They don't have a first team All American on their team. So definitely, I would not I'm not calling it a rebuilding year, but like it's more of an evenly balanced uh, team, I think, which is mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see how they do. It's been a couple of years without that, um, but I, I like the roster a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely between, like, you look at Tony, Peyton, Sanford, Patrick, like, those are three pretty experienced guys. I mean, Ben Cricky, you know, his first time in the Big Ten, but, I mean, he's a fifth-year guy. You know, he's, he's an older guy. So there's a good blend, I think, of experience and some youth there as well. So, um, yeah, keeping things rolling. Uh, split Thanksgiving Day tournaments. Um, lost to Oklahoma, but then ended up beating Seton Hall. 
I think like when I first looked at the schedule, I didn't think it was a super tough non-conference, like and kind of like in compared to years past where like you were playing at Duke or playing against Duke in the garden, like, you know, some of the years past, it felt like not as tough, but now kind of looking back, like obviously Oklahoma's ranked Seton Hall, I think is going to be a pretty tough team, you know, hopefully the rest of this year. Um, then obviously we have a tough one coming up here against Iowa state, but before we get to that conference play started, um, lost to Purdue, um, in West Lafayette. So I wanted to kind of discuss that game briefly. I think we're have the same perspective on this. Like I'm not going to overreact to this at all. Like this is a very tough game. And for those of you who haven't been to Mac arena, it's the toughest place to play in the big time. In my opinion, I'm not sure if you agree. C Rose. 100%. That is the toughest place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, great atmosphere, kind of small, but everyone's right on top of you. Um, and like you said, like I, even if Purdue was undefeated going into that game, I, that would have been like, it's going to be a tough game to win at Mackey. But the fact that on Friday night, they got upset against Northwestern in Chicago, like they were pissed, they were coming for blood. Um, so that was just, the writing was on the walls. I think before that even started, we were just, they were going to get a, an extremely pissed off Purdue team that could be a final four team. So tough game to play regardless. Um, so I, I agree with you. Like, let's not. I know the score was very lopsided, but let's let's pump the brakes. That was a tough. That's probably the toughest Big Ten game of the year, and it's the first one. Yeah, I remember when we, when I, we go there and like first shoot around, like and just like bouncing the ball there, and it just echoes everywhere because there's like for how it's designed at Mac Arena, there's nowhere for the sound to go. It all just bounces back up, like back up on top of each other. It's by far and away probably the loudest arena. Um, I plan on obviously like, I mean, those fans are right on top of you. It's what I hope either Carver can be, or like if we restructure, restructure Carver in some way, like to have that type of environment where the fan, like the students are right on top of you. Like they have like a bunch of different cool, like promotions, like they're like the fans are in it. And it's, even though it's a little bit smaller, like it's so hard to play in. So um, I am not going to overreact too much. They also have a guy named Zach Edie who like just completely wrecked the game. Like, um, I mean, at seven, three, seven, four, like, really dominated the glass and made it tough. Like for us, especially in transition, if we can't get anything transition, it's going to be a little bit, a little bit difficult for us. So um, it was tough to get some defensive rebounds. Like that was a big struggle in the first half. And then if we don't get defensive rebounds, we can't run. So um, I wasn't, I'm not going to overreact too much, like too much to that. Like we discussed earlier, but one note I did find interesting um, in the last four years, three of our last four big 10 road games, big 10 road openers have been at Purdue. Like, it's just, it's a tough place to play. We, we want, I remember my, I think it was my redshirt freshman year. We won there and we came back from down 20. Like that was the last time we won. And like, yes, even yeah, then we were, we were, we were down 20, but like we pressed, like we got back into it, but it's just, it's such a tough place to play. And obviously their teams are really good. So, um, I think kind of like a baptism by fire for some of these young guys, like throwing in like, that's your first big 10 game at Mackey. Um, going to be tough, but I think on the whole, like, I thought those last like 10 minutes maybe got some a bit of momentum. Like some of those guys, I saw like Price Sanford hit a couple shots, like got into a bit more of a rhythm that way. Um, obviously the game was well out of hand, but um, on the whole, like I think that's a really good Purdue, Purdue team and um, more of an outlier than than the norm, I think, in, in my estimation. We got that one so, out of the way. And, you know, it's, it's a loss can be one point or it can be 20-something. That's, so that's just right. rolling to the next one. Yep, rolling to the next one. Speaking of the next one, big one, Iowa-Iowa State. Um, always a big one for sure. This one also on the road here at Hilton. Um, as someone who's from Iowa, like this is always a special game for me. Some, a game that I'm you know, like, obviously circle on my calendar, especially when I was playing, like always a game that meant a little bit more to me, just knowing it was an in-state rivalry. So, um, 
I think we should we can spend before we kind of get into the game a little bit, just talking about our experience playing at Hilton. Um, it's up there with Mackey for sure. Like I think for me, especially non-conference, like, and I hate giving Iowa State credit for a whole lot, but like they like this by far and away is probably one of the tougher places to play. Like that, I think for this Iowa team specifically, it's going to be like the two hardest road games they play all year back to back. Um, I remember when I was playing, like even coming out like seventy minutes before the game student section already full like yelling at you anytime you miss make or miss a shot like they're just like they're right there they're gonna be making a ton of noise but i think on the whole like that's also what makes college basketball fun though like that's what like these are the type of games that you get so excited about right i mean yeah this this place like outside the big 10 hands down um hardest place to play at least loudest um and i'm not even from iowa i kind of obviously being from outside chicago like this is like i didn't know anything about this game and then first year like trial by fire where it's like okay like this is such a cool rivalry like iowa people people from the state of iowa love this game so much um and it doesn't matter like i remember one of our first years it was they had a, a stack team they had monty morris and all like and niang and it was like that was one of the greater iowa state teams and then like towards the end of my time they had a, a down year but it was still the crowd made it as like it was still really really tough environment to play and we like barely squeaked it out so it's like doesn't matter what Iowa State team that they have. Like, this place is insane. I just remember, I still remember, I was watching the Iowa girls game earlier. They're playing at Iowa State right now. I still remember the freaking light show they did. They just yeah. turned the place black, and they had, like, some all these lights going. And I'm like, holy shit, we are in for a fight this next couple hours. It's insane. Um, it's one of the loudest places, for sure, in the country. Um, and honestly, one of the greatest rivalries. Underrated rivalry. I know I'm a little biased, but definitely underrated, for sure. Well, and the thing that I, and I mentioned earlier, but, like, everyone kind of like says that like it's always a tough place to play as if it's like a negative or like something like not like forward to like that. Like I always look forward to playing those arenas. Like that's what, like you want to play big time college basketball. Like these are like the rivalries you want to play in. These are the games you want to play in, you know? So like that's the type of stuff where I know obviously rivalries can get a little out of hand with between fans and stuff. But as a player, like I live for that. Like that's what we live for to get a chance to play in like people like on that type of stage and that type of environment. So, um, and I think the interesting point too, which obviously like Iowa kids like have like I think it's a little bit more special for some Iowa kids, but there's a ton of Iowa kids on both teams in this year. Like I mean, between like Peyton Sanford, Price Sanford, like I mean Omaha Blue just signed uh, or signed for um, Iowa State. He's been playing a little bit this year, but like there's a lot of Des Moines kids, which I think makes it a little bit of an interesting flair with it being in Ames too. So um, I'm just gonna be interested to see how that goes, but. Uh, the actual game itself, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of Iowa State this year um, in general, but I know obviously um, TJ Otzelberger teams, like they they play good defense. Um, on the whole, though, I feel like Iowa has not struggled against them as much, especially scoring the ball. Like, um, and especially in the past like couple of years, like they've kind of like diced up Iowa State a little bit. So I'm not as concerned about that, but um, I think it's just really going to be really important for us to get our running game going and transition, get out, get some easy buckets. And then the big area I'm kind of concerned about is more on the, on the boards. I would say it's plus eight rebounding advantage on average this year. So um, they're going to be going to the glass. Like if we can clean up the glass and we can run, I think we'll be in good shape. Um, but I think that's, that's kind of like a staple. I feel like even during our time there, it was like, there's always like kind of like three, like whatever, like keys to the game. And like one of them was always like, we got to run. That's like a staple of the kind of Fran McCaffrey area, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, that's also part of the reason that they struggled at Purdue was they had to take the ball, then that, take it out and push it and go yeah. after that. It's 
it's if we can get rebounds and stops and we can run nothing quiets a crowd more than like a breakaway layup or like fast breaks things like that where it's like oh shit like we came and get loud and have a defensive possession so yeah we got to be able to run and uh and i know we'd always every all those games we'd always track boards and how we were doing against other teams and i wouldn't say we're undersized but we're definitely like this is a good rebounding team in iowa state so that's going to be huge um those second chance shots is going to be unbelievable if they get the second chance and then the crowd's going crazy like it's just these little things that man and the crowd goes nuts um but yeah i haven't watched iowa state a lot this year either um but it doesn't matter who they, who they got who we got it's just a, it's an insane rivalry so it'll yeah. be fun yeah i spoke a lot of turn i mentioned I, like so last time we were names they held us to 53 points so i misspoke there that we haven't had a whole lot of trouble scoring necessarily i just did a quick check on that but um last previous year was 75 so that was fresh mind for me but yeah, it's going to be tough. You know, obviously we discussed like tough place to play, but I think on the whole, I'm a little bit like, I still feel like fairly confident in this. Like I like our guards um, getting downhill, pushing attack in. I think the big key for us, and I, I'm not sure how much of it's going to be all year, but I think getting Peyton Sanford going. Like, like when he's kind of a guy, like once he gets rolling, I think everybody else gets rolling a little bit too. Um, I remember when we were playing, it was kind of like for our team, a lot of our teams, it was J-Bo, right? Like, when Jabo was rolling and hitting threes, like we were a different team. We just were like, um, so I think Peyton has that similar effect on this team. Like when he's rolling, when he's hitting threes, when he's, you know, getting that momentum going, I think we just become a different team. So um, I'm sure we'll be seeing some, some different play calls and sets for him, you know, hopefully coming out um, this, like in this game, but I'm sure he'll, and the thing that we always know about him, like he's going to be hunting shots. It's going up. And that's good for the team. So that's I love that the confidence is always still there regardless. Yeah. And he, I mean, especially like a, this is kind of like a bounce back opportunity for him, another road game where people are going to be finding him at the line, but he's still, like you said, like he can get a shot up with someone right in his face, and shot, which I love as a, as a former shooter too. But it's, this is just thing too. We know, we know this, like after a loss, like, you know, these last two days were not fun for the boys at practice. No. Um, and those film sessions were not fun. Fran was not cheery and talking like, Oh, it's all right, guys. You know, he was getting on their ass. Um, so they're not going to, I don't see them coming out flat. I really don't just because they've been probably getting roasted for two days and getting worked pretty hard in these, in these practices. So uh, yeah, I think, I think it should be good. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Just to echo off that point. I mean, and if, if like, I don't know if there's ever been an Iowa I game where players haven't been up for it. Like it's impossible. It's almost impossible not to get up for this type of game. So on for, for both teams too. So um, I just think it's going to be you know super interesting, kind of like another tough non-conference test. Um, I think, I think Peyton gets going this game. I think he gets 20 plus um, and he kind of like leads the charge a little bit. So um, other note on Peyton, he's been doing a really good job rebounding though. I know last night was a little, little tough against like Purdue, but on the whole, like when he's playing at the four, he's been, I think he's averaging like seven or eight rebounds. Like that's huge for this team if we're going to be successful and get to where we need to get to. So um, excited about that. I have the Hawks winning 77-70. Um, not sure if you want to give a specific prediction, Charlie, but um, what else? What it might be fun, Charlie. I might have you do a guess the line. What do you think the line is for tomorrow? Guess the line. We are on the road. Um, road in Ames. What's Iowa State's record? They are. Should know this. They have two losses, I believe. Okay, um, I'm gonna say that they are eight and a half. We're getting eight and a half. It's six and a half. Iowa State six. And okay, a half. six, six and, and a half. half. All right. 
and I'm taking us. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah. So six and a half. I think that's about. I mean, that's pretty good guess, Charlie Rose. That's it. It's pretty solid. Um, All right. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this game. And then also, like after this too. I mean, we have that another another Big Ten game at home against Michigan. So um, I feel like these past couple years, I know the Big Ten's gone to this two games in December, um, like kind of schedule. I feel like every time it's like Purdue, Michigan, Wisconsin, like it's not like, I feel I can't, we can't buy like a Northwestern, not to, you know, I'm obviously Northwestern had a big win, but like can't buy like a Nebraska or like, you know, one of those like easier games earlier in the year to maybe get your, um, you know, feet under you. Like they're always tough. And I think what's interesting too, is I know like coach McCaffrey teams, like they kind of like, round out their rotations more towards the end of the year, right? Like coach is going to play 10, 11 guys earlier in the year just to see what he has. Um, and then as the year goes on, like that rotation, you know, slims down a little bit. So um, I think come conference play, I know we'll be in a lot better shape, but um, I just think that's kind of interesting, like tough non-conference schedule and a tough kind of early conference schedule too. Yeah. Um, we need to have a chat with whoever scheduled these, these games. I think I Mackie is the tough. first game is tough dude. But I uh like I like I know I harped on this earlier. I think it's it was interesting too. Um, where I've watched a couple of these games. I feel like he, these young guys who come in the second group. I don't know if you've noticed this. It's, it's almost like sort of a hockey sub where like the second group like comes in together. It's like it Harding, um, the other Sanford, like Dembele. I'm like, I, is this like a like a miracle situation where like that line of guys is like we're the coneheads? Like we are like this is our thing. We play <laughs> together really well. I'm like, is is he trying to like have like the second group just like going together and they must be matching your practice. I don't know. I don't know if it'll last. Like, like you said, like as things get more serious towards the, the, the meter part of the big 10, like the bench will obviously cut down, but I kind of liked it so far. Just bringing five guys in five it's, guys out. That's kind of fun. It, I mean, it's literally like the black team is the first team. The gold team is the second team. Like they just throw in the gold yeah. team. Like that's been kind of how it's been going. Um, one guy who I think might, I think needs a little bit more playing time is Josh Dix too. We haven't really mentioned him as much. He, I mean, I saw some stat, on Twitter, like I think he's like one of the like, third or fourth most efficient players in like college basketball right now. Um, I'm looking, having a chance to look at his stat line. I mean, he's 15 for 24 from the field, so he's shooting 62 percent from the field, like five of 10 from three. Like, I feel like he's always in the right place at the right time too. So I know there's a little bit of a log jam kind of at the guard spot between like Sante Bowen, Josh Sticks, you know, Brock Harding, Tony, obviously Tony, um, being in that you know spearhead in that group too, like. But I think just as this season continues to go on, I think he's going to see a little bit more playing time too. So, um, a lot to be excited about. Yeah, I uh, just on, just on Josh Dix. Every time I feel like he, when he comes in, he's just so smooth and and calm. You know, like he leads a second group. He just he just seems like all right, like very patient, moving the ball. And like, but I, I agree. I think twenty four shots, like that's not that many through eight games or so. So hopefully, I want to see him get a little more aggressive mm-hmm. and take take a couple more shots, but. Yeah, should be fun one tomorrow night, man. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped. We'll be, we'll definitely be watching, and obviously we'll be watching um, against Michigan as well. But um, yeah, we're excited. We'll, we're excited to get a bit more basketball content out to you guys as the basketball season gets underway. So um, we'll be following closely, and as always, go Hawks.